Kids, the Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound Kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susan Owensby is cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 30th of April, the 120th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 245 days until the end of 2022. Before we get started, RFI English journalist Zenit Hansrod has some exciting information for you, but you have to get to it today. It's EPOP time. RFI Planet Radio is sponsoring a video contest, and we want you to take part. Planet Radio is an RFI department which reaches out to remote populations around the world. We are looking for a three-minute video about climate change, the environment, pollution, as told by the people it affects. Your project can be intergenerational, that is, talk to your grandfather, your auntie, someone older in your community, and ask them how they feel about what is happening to their surroundings, or even to the place where they grew up. Your project can also be about you or people your age and how you feel about climate change, given that your future will be affected by this phenomenon. For competition guidelines, go to the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com. All the Facebook pages of RFI English, the Sound Kitchen, the RFI English Clubs, or the RFI Listeners Club. You can also write to us at english.service at rfi.fr if you need more help. I repeat, you can write to english.service at rfi.fr. The deadline for entries is the 1st of May 2022. So time to get creative and send us what you've done. Thank you, Zenit. You were listening, weren't you? It's a wonderful opportunity to make your voice heard. And wow, the prizes between 1,000 and 4,500 euros. Of course, you don't do it for the money, but that's a pretty nice award. This is the Sound Kitchen. Sound, Sound Kitchen. And Susan Owensby's cooking. It's nice to be back. I really do miss talking to you and hearing from you when I'm away. My husband and I went first to New York to celebrate our 20th anniversary, although it will be 21 years in a month. But COVID, you know, we had to postpone it from last fall. The numbers were still pretty high in the U.S. Anyway, we had a wonderful time doing all the New York things, plays, museums, wonderful restaurants. It was just grand. Then we went down to Texas where we got COVID. Both of us, and we kindly passed it on to my sister and brother-in-law. 
so not much of a holiday there. Before I got sick, I did see my 87-year-old godmother, so that is good. And because it's already warm in Austin, friends came by and we shouted at each other in my sister's garden, far away from each other. No one else got sick, just the four of us. We are all fully vaccinated and boosted too. So it's what we've all heard. Felt like we had the flu, which is no fun. But we did not need to go to the hospital. We did not need respirators. It lasted about a week. So it was especially nice to test negative, get on the plane, and come home. I hope all of you are in radiant good health and that if you can, you will get vaccinated. It's far better than going to the hospital or worse. Radio France International, The Sound Kitchen, Susan Nguyensby. You know what that means. Time for the quiz. On the 19th of March, I asked you a question about Ukraine, specifically about the Russians against the war. Earlier that week, you listened to and read Jan Vandermada's excellent article, Who are the Russians campaigning to stop Putin and help Ukraine? Jan's interview was with Sergei Gureyev, the founder of the True Russia Collective. I asked you about one of the other founders of the collective, Mikhail Barishnikov. You were to do a bit of research on him and tell me who he is, a bit of his story, his history. The answer is Mikhail Barishnikov was the preeminent ballet dancer in the 70s and 80s. He was born in 1948 in Soviet-controlled Latvia. A member of the Kirov Ballet in Leningrad, he made international headlines in 1974 while on tour with the Kirov in Canada when he escaped his minders. Any traveling Soviet artists were limited in their movements for exactly that reason, fear of defection. He was granted political asylum by the Canadian government. He then moved to the U.S. and joined the American Ballet Theater and then the New York City Ballet to learn more about modern classical dancing, which he was deprived of in the Soviet Union. He then returned to the American Ballet Theater, where he was principal dancer and later artistic director. He's done some films, too. You know, sometimes it's good to be old. I got to see him dance. It was perfection. The winners of this week's quiz are... Jobayada Akhtar Jai, who's a member of the Nil Shagor RFI fan club in Nilfamari, Bangladesh, and RFI listener club members Radha Krishna Pillai from Kerala State in India, and Kanmar Sandhu from British Columbia in Canada. Rounding out the list this week are two RFI English listeners, both from Bangladesh, Tasmal Husna Aki from Naugaon and Lutfur Rahman from Bogura, who noted he is ill and asks for your healing thoughts. Congratulations, winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. I have a French political question for you today about our upcoming legislative elections in June. As you know, we re-elected Emmanuel Macron last Sunday as president, and his party, Republic on the Move, holds the majority in Parliament. RFI English journalist Amanda Morrow wrote an article earlier this week about Jean-Luc Mélenchon, the leader of the hard-left party France Unbowed. 
Mélenchon is trying to create a coalition of all the left-leaning parties to deprive Macron of his majority, and Mélenchon sees himself as prime minister. It seems unlikely that such a coalition can be created. There are too many differences between the parties in question. Reread Amanda's article, Clock Ticking as French Left Moles Coalition Deal to Humble Macron, and answer me this. What are the names of the different parties Mélenchon is trying to bring into the coalition, and what differences do they have with Mélenchon? Again, reread Amanda Morrow's article, Clock Ticking as French Left Moles Coalition Deal to Humble Macron, and answer these questions. What are the names of the parties Mélenchon wants to bring into a coalition, and what are the differences which, at this date, seem to make the creation of a leftist coalition unlikely? You have until the 23rd of May to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on May 28th to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a ms, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus three three six three one one two nine six eight two. That's plus three three six three one one two. Nine six eight two. Always include your postal mailing address, and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. Hello, I'm Russ Franzman Kongogo, RFI Club member from Kemogemba, Tarime Mara, Tanzania. My greetings to all of my fellow listeners in East Africa, India. And all over the world, my message is: make big babo, but not rabo. Guess what showed up in the Sound Kitchen mailbag? A big old envelope overflowing with postage stamps from RFI English listener Royce Crampton from Illinois in the U.S. So, teachers, now is the moment to request stamps and postcards for your students. Just write to me at rfi.fr, and I'll get a package in the mail for you. All you have to do in return is to send in photos of your students with their goodies. We love photos of smiling children. And if you would like to donate stamps and postcards for us to send, please do. Our address is on the Sound Kitchen page of our website, rfienglish.com. A million thanks again to Royce for the gift to your students. That was a very kind thing to do, Royce. Very. For those of you who have been observing the holy month of Ramadan, all of us in the RFI English service send you our best wishes for a joyous Eid al-Fitr celebration. You deserve it, Eid Mubarak. 
Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. And thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next Saturday to hear the answer to the question about the national ranking of the Hilder Nursery and Primary School in Uganda. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And stay safe, my friends. And don't forget to send in your EPOP videos today. Erwan is off this week, so it's music from Susan. And today I'll play for you Cantaloupe Island, the classic 1964 composition by the American composer and jazz pianist Herbie Hancock. Today is International Jazz Day, a UN and UNESCO International Day. The idea for an International Jazz Day came from Herbie Hancock himself, who's a UNESCO goodwill ambassador. International Jazz Day is meant, and I quote the UNESCO and the Herbie Hancock Institute of Jazz Sites, to highlight jazz and its diplomatic role of uniting people in all corners of the globe, end quote. Let's listen to Hancock's 1964 composition, Cantaloupe Island. This is the original recording featuring Herbie Hancock on the piano, Freddie Hubbard on the cornet, bassist Ron Carter, and Tony Williams on the drums. Jazz gods all. Enjoy. Talk to you all next week. (laughs) 